Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be, I'd be elected president by acclamation. <laughs> well, there's Joe Biden. There's nothing sadder than an old, infirm man trying to be cool. It's sad. Just sickening. We all know he's senile. We all know he's not the candidate. We know he's the Manchurian candidate. Or should we call him the COVID candidate? Yeah, let's call him the COVID candidate. Joe Biden, the COVID candidate. The fact of the matter is he has slipped his hand-selected cohort from San Francisco, from Nancy Pelosi's backyard, has called it a... Harris administration. Can you believe it? She said a Harris-Biden administration will do this or do that. Then Biden stumbles and says the same thing. They're literally telling us he's not the candidate. He's the COVID candidate. Listen to clip number three, if you will, on the Savage Nation. Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing further to make it easier for military spouses and veterans to find meaningful careers. The first word is the most important, which is Harris-Biden. Did that come through the airways? Because I didn't hear it. Harris-Biden administration is going to... All right. So he's admitting that he's number two on the ticket, not number one. Harris-Biden administration is going to... Got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Thank you. No more. No more. (laughs) It's throwing me off. Well, that's not the biggest issue. Biggest issue to me is the America that we will face after Election Day. 
What do you think Antifa, BLM, and the Democrat machine with the Communist Party USA with foreign money will resort to should Trump win? What do you think they're going to do? I have a, a, a list here of about nine things that they will do. And if you understand how bad it can get, look at Syria, look at Rwanda, look at South Africa. That is what the Dems have in mind if their Trojan horse candidate is not selected. But I don't want to get down on everybody today because it's a pretty sad thing to do. And of course, you're not tuning in to just hear negativity. I get that. You need a little entertainment and this and that. I'll try to do it all for you today. So let me ask you something about my book, if you don't mind, because if I don't ask you, who will? And by the way, my hat's off to Don Trump Jr. When he was on my show about three weeks ago with his book, I had asked him if he would mention my book in a tweet, and he did so last night. That's a big deal. You know why? It's not just the five and a half million people who got the tweet about my book, Our Fight for America. It's the fact that a guy is a stand-up guy and he's, he lived by his word. You hear so many things about Trump, this, Trump, that. They never, ever forget a friend. And I will tell you again, and I've known this from the beginning, they also never forget an enemy. That's the way powerful people are. It's as simple as that. All powerful people are that way. Never. So I want to thank you, Don Trump Jr., for doing the right thing for me. Did you guys go into the bookstore? Where was it? Where was it uh, under the pet department, upside down and backwards? Was it in um, female hygiene? Did they put our Fight for America upside down in the female hygiene section? Did you purchase a copy in the bookstore? Who do you think needs to read this book? Do you have the nerve to carry this book with you to work? Well, there is no work anymore. Easy to carry it to work because you're going to go from your bedroom to your, li- to your living room on Zoom. It, you know, you could show it on Zoom to all your Zoomers. Um, phone number is 855-407-282 on this or any other topic. And anyone who gets through my call screener will get a free copy of Our Fight for America sent to them, fresh from the publisher. What would you do with the copy when you finished reading this book? What about my book makes you feel that it is the definitive book to lead America back to the standards we hold in esteem? I want to tell you, we'll never go back to 1950. Ozzie and Harriet are dead. Life with father is over. But does that mean America is over? I don't think so. The Lone Ranger may be dead. And now we have cuties on Netflix showing children, showing their behinds. We've gone from Hopalong Cassidy to child pornography, literally from Hopalong Cassidy to child pornography. Four states have sent a letter to Netflix asking for it to be removed, the show called Cuties. Can you imagine how far we have fallen as a nation? Do you know that in 1950, television networks would not show husbands and wives in bed together? They was considered too risque. But you know that in 2020 right now, porn websites get more traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. I'm reading from a blog by Michael Snyder called The Economic Collapse, and I'm bouncing off it because this touches me very closely. In 1950, strangers would greet one another as they walked down the streets of America. When has that last happened in America? 
1950, if you chewed gum and talked in class, you were thrown out of, out of class. In 2020, the animals are shooting police officers in the streets. In 1950, in America, people would dress up to look nice when they go out in public. Nobody would go out looking like a bum. Have you looked around America today? Have you seen the filth and the slobs? Have you seen what people look like in this country today? If you went on an airplane in the 50s, which I didn't do because we were poor, only the rich flew in airplanes, everyone dressed to go on an airplane. Even if you, I went on a train, I used to go on a train to Pennsylvania to relatives. My mother dressed us up in our best clothing. And we were told to sit, you know, politely on the train. Now today, what do you have on an airplane? Like a zoo, like a flying zoo, a zoo with propellers, uh, a zoo with engines, rather. Have you seen people? 1950 in New York City, you could leave your car unlocked at Christmas time in the Italian district known as Mulberry Street because nobody would rob a package out of the back of the car. Now people live in places like Philadelphia. I do have to name the cities. They're afraid to go out of their houses because of the left wing riots. In the 1950s, Americans parented their children. Where are the parents today? The children are full of drugs. Adderall, God knows what else. And instead of a mother or a father, they have a television set and a video game. Do you know what Baltimore looked like in 1950? See movies of Baltimore. One of the most beautiful, prosperous cities in the world. Take a look at Baltimore today and take a look who's running it. And yet they blame people, not the people who are doing it, but people who are not running it for the fact that Baltimore is now like a third world hellhole. In 1950, 78% of all houses in America contained the married couple. 78%. The people were married. And I mean man and a woman. I don't mean a man and a... In 2020, that figure is now less than 50%. 1950, about oh, 5% of all babies in the U.S. were born to unmarried parents. Only about 5% had no parents. Today, 40% of all babies born in the U.S. will be born to unmarried parents. What about churches? In 1950, new churches were regularly opened up all over the U.S. You want to hear the sad truth? In 2020, it's uh, projected that one out of every five churches in the United States could be forced to shut their doors in the next 18 months. Houses of worship. 1950, I could go out and play outside when I got home from school. What about in 2020? Playgrounds are empty. We have the highest childhood obesity rate in the industrialized world. 1950, front porches were community gathering areas. People would uh, have their neighbors over for dinner, talk to their neighbor on their porch. You know who your neighbor is? You're probably watching TV rather than talking to your neighbor. 1950, one income could support a whole middle-class house. We were, my father worked. He had a little store. My mother never worked. She didn't, she didn't work. Her work was a full-time job. It was 24-7. It was called a homemaker. Imagine a quaint term like that. Mom was a homemaker. The house was immaculate. You could eat off the floors. We had clean clothes. The beds were pressed. Everything was perfect. One income, whole middle-class family. Do I have to go on? What about socialism and communism? In the 1950s, people like Bernie Sanders would have been deported. In the 1950s, occasional cortex would have been thrown out of the country. Because socialists and communists were considered to be our greatest national enemies, and they were. 
What about in, nine, in, in 2020? Do you know how many politicians under Nancy Pelosi embraced socialist and communist policy goals without even saying so? 1950, U.S. Constitution, highly revered, held up for what it was. But in 2020, any one of you who says that you're a constitutionalist, you're suspect. You're considered a potential domestic terrorist by the FBI and by the Democrat Party. 1950, the U.S. loaned more money to the rest of the world than anybody else. We were the bank for the whole world. What about now, 2020? The U.S. owes more money to the rest of the world than anybody else. We're a basket case. One more little factoid here on the Savage Nation to make you more miserable than you already are. In 1950, most Americans said they were generally happy with their lives. 2020, suicide rate all-time high, rising every year since 2007. I don't have an answer for you of why it's like this. I'm not trying to blame all of this on a single phenomena or a single person. But I'm going to ask you, which of the two parties more represents the America, the good parts of the America that I have just mentioned, than the other? Which party wants you to be subjugated to their power? That's the opening to the Savage Nation. Phone number is 855 There's one note about the COVIDism I talk about in my book. The NIH has said they are very concerned about AstraZeneca vaccine trial side effects. I will not take a vaccine. I don't care if Trump gets up and injects himself in his upper, upper buttock. If Trump got up on television and injected himself in the soft, fleshy part of his thigh, I would say, I don't care, I'm not taking it. I know how dangerous vaccines are to begin with. I know they're only 40 to 50% effective at best. I also know how many side effects have occurred and do occur from vaccines. And yet here we're hearing that the highest levels of the NIH are very concerned about a vaccine. Why would this administration be pushing a vaccine so fast? Who is telling Donald Trump that's the magic salvation for his reelection? They're idiotic. If they're doing that, they're not doing him a favor and they're certainly not doing America a favor. Your Russia vaccine, you're going to kill a lot of people and you're going to bring a lot of false hope to people. Vaccines need to be need to be developed very slowly and very carefully through an extensive set of trials with a very large number of people. I can show you many examples of vaccine horror stories and only fools would rush in where angels fear to tread. This is Michael Savage back in a minute. Savage. I love Omaha steaks. I'll tell you why. You could get fish. You can get lobster tails. Um, the last thing you want to do is go to the grocery store. It's crowded. You have to wear masks. The selection isn't always great. Instead, stay at home and let Omaha Steaks ship your food directly to your door. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It is the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. Ask anybody. Omaha Steaks are perfectly aged, 100% American grain-finished beef for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. American. The Omaha Steakhouse experience delivers everything you need for a classic steakhouse dinner in the comfort of your own home. Iconic steaks, classic sides, decadent desserts, and more. Every order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice and stays ready to cook in the freezer for months. I've used them. Months. They're all backed by their unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. Right now, you can get a gourmet grill-out package with an exclusive offer just for my listeners. How? 
please go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code SAVAGE into the search bar. And for this week, are you ready for this? Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo franks free with your order. Can you believe this? It's called the Grill Out Favorites Package, and it lets you stay at home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town. We're talking a variety of gourmet grillables like the Omaha Steaks Bacon Wrapped Filet Mignon. Visit omahasteaks.com and type SAVAGE in the search bar in order today. Ask anybody about Omaha Steaks. Everyone has a good thing to say. Visit omahasteaks.com and type SAVAGE in the search bar and order today. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm trying to have a good time today. You know, look, it is book week for me. We got the first debate coming up next Thursday. That's if Biden can get out of the uh, basement long enough to debate. I mean, I don't even know if they're going to do it. And um, I, I got to tell you how I feel about things in a certain way. And I'll get back to the news of the day, if you don't mind. But, you know, talk shows are a little different than just news. We're, we're, not, we're not readers of news stuff here. We can be. But it's also about emotion and feeling of the host. After many years, you become attached. It's like family. You know, that's why it's called a savage nation. Okay, this is my, my big family. My extended family is this radio show. And no matter what iteration of this may be occurring in the future, you'll still be my family. Whether it's this way or another way, this, this family will be out there. That's how it is. It took me a long time to develop this, this family, and I, I, that's what I love. So I want to say this to my family right up. You know, I grew up in a different time in America. So like in the 1950s, I'm going to give you an example. Um, one of the most famous scientists of his time, and I don't know which one it was, Watson or Crick, when they won the Nobel Prize for their great work on the double helix, the uh, DNA strand, I remember one of the students came in and said, Let, let's say, Dr. Watson, you just won the Nobel Prize. He said, thank you very much, and he went back to teaching his class. That was it. He didn't say, oh, my God, and he didn't, he didn't you know, labor on it. That's what I'd really like to do with my book. I come from another time. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you about my book. I'm, I feel uncomfortable selling my book to you. Do you understand that? I don't really want to do it. I told you what the book is. It's a great book. It's the best book out there. And thank you. Buy it if you want. And if you don't, you don't. That's the end of it. I can't do this every day. I, I'm like, I feel like that. Okay, I told you about the book. It came out. I worked on it. I think it can change the election and save the country. But all right, that's all I can do. Now let's go on with the show. Now let's go on with the class, okay? It's that simple. Let's take some calls, please. Mr. Robin in Georgia, we have about a minute for you, sir. Go ahead on the Savage Nation. Good, Robin. Yeah, good evening, whatever it is. I, I do believe that the Democrats, if they was to be in control, then everything would be back to normal, like I used to say during the 1950s, because the Democratic Party is trying to inclusive as well with the uh, wait, wait, what do you mean by inclusive? What does that mean? Inclusive? What's in yeah. What does inclusive mean? It means that you're including everybody as far as the Republicans just more likely for the rich and the Democratic Party is more likely for the rich and the poor. So, wait, you mean, you mean Obama was for the poor? Even though he was... Do you know any, how much money Obama made while he was president while telling nice people like you he was doing it for you? I mean, I don't think you're being realistic. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you, but do you know what inclusive means to the Democrats? Is hating white men. 
That's your idea of inclusivity? Leave me out of it. Do you know that from January through March, that's all Joe Biden said was white privilege, white man this, white male that. He attacked whites for three straight months till they told him to dummy up and stop the act. If that is your idea of inclusiveness, my friend, please leave me out of it. And again, I don't want to argue with you. I grew up in a very inclusive world. You look at my high school yearbook, if I could show it to you on the air. I have friends who were black, who were Chinese, who were signing it. I didn't even know because I paid no attention to it at the time. I'll tell you what inclusiveness is. It's decency. It's not putting down white males. Savage. Okay, living with chronic pain, it's the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Well, maybe it's been going on for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. Enter Omax Health. Look, if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. I happen to have used it. I don't use marijuana because this is not marijuana, okay? This is CBD, which is not the active, mentally active stuff. This is a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. But the best part is this. 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. So Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFree CBD pain relief roll-on. It's a roll-on. Clean, smells good, not greasy. This discount also applies towards any product on their whole site. Just go to omaxhealth.com and enter code SAVAGE. That's O-M-A-X health.com, code SAVAGE. You're going to get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything on their site. Anyone from athletes to Grandma Josie can benefit from this immediate pain relief. You have pain that won't go away? Well, then qualify for Omax cryo-freeze. Try it. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. No messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other products. CryoFreeze works within 10 minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery, and performance. It works. I'm skeptical, but I use it. So go to OmaxHealth.com and enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. I'm telling you, this product is the real deal. So go to OmaxHealth.com and enter code SAVAGE. Get 20% off and get your pain off. Go to omaxhealth.com and enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off this product and anything on their site. You know, I got to go back in a minute to that caller who just called. I don't know what city the gentleman was from. Jim, where was the gentleman from who said that he thinks America? Georgia. He sounded like a very nice African-American, older man from another world, another school, old school kind of guy kind man, quiet man. And he said that if Biden wins, he thinks that we'll go back to a better place in America, better time, quieter, less anger, less hatred. Do you think that's true? Now that I think about it, why are people getting the idea, A, that Biden will bring us back to a calmer time, and B, that Trump is causing the turmoil that we are in today? 
I think that's a question. Those are questions that I think need to be discussed, frankly. Now, if we have such mayhem as we do in the cities now with Black Lives Matter, Antifa, who are using racial injustice as an excuse to burn the cities down and to loot, how do you blame Trump for that? Now, I would blame the individual cop in the case of uh, Mr. Floyd. I said it at the time. It was murder. I called it homicide. I, had, I lost a friend over this, a very intelligent man. I know him for 25 years. We don't talk anymore. I said, I watched the guy's life being squeezed out of him. Okay, it came out later on. He was on fentanyl and other drugs, but the cop killed him. I saw that. He put the knee on the neck on the jugular vein. To me, it was inhuman. I mean, I know humanity. This is inhuman. He was handcuffed on the ground. So I'm very clear on my humanity, and I can live with myself. You know, when I go to sleep at night, I have to answer to God, not to my audience. And certain things I don't like about myself, but that will never change because I am a normal, mortal person with a lot of flaws. But certain things, you know, about myself I do like. And one of them is trying to be true to myself and true to my belief system is what I'm saying. Without going on and on, I mean, I'm true about that case. But then you take this case in Lancaster. A woman calls and says her son's crazy with a knife. Please help me. The poor police come out. The, the crazed son comes running out with a knife. The cop says, drop the knife. He doesn't drop the knife. He comes at the cop. The cop shoots him. What the hell would you do? And right on cue, there goes BLM. There go the spoiled girls from college, burning, looting. And thank God there's a tough judge there who threw a million-dollar bail at each of them. That was the good news yesterday. And I'm hoping that judges in America will come to understand one thing if they understand anything. I don't care if you're the most flaming liberal in the country wearing a black robe. They're going to come for you unless you send them a message that violence will not be tolerated. I spoke to a very prominent San Francisco Democrat today who will remain unnamed. Prominent Democrat, San Francisco, on another unrelated issue. And I was reminded what the uh, SLA was like back in the 60s, how they terrorized people all over this country, mainly in, mainly in San Francisco and Los Angeles, the, the uh, Symbionese Liberation Army. They were terrorizing people. Angela Davis, who is now revered, was involved with a group of black terrorists who shot a judge in the face in a courtroom with a shotgun. One of the most horrible things I ever saw in my life. <clears throat> Taped to a guy's hand and then they shot the judge's head off right here in Marin County. I'm warning all of you liberal judges and lawyers out there, you think that you're on the side of history, that's correct. If you do not crack down on these people when they are caught, your house will go up next. It's that simple. That's all. And I don't want to, I'm not trying to save the world. No, no man right now can save this world. Are there any left-wingers out there who are telling me anything about this? Okay, whatever. They don't want to call. You know, when I first began in radio in 94, it's a long time now, people were shocked at how many liberals used to listen to my show on KSFO religiously. And they'd ask him, why do you listen to that guy? He's a right-winger. They said, well, because I never hear that point of view. He's an intelligent guy who has his facts from his point of view. I listen to him. I don't really agree with him on most things, but at least he presents his facts in a way that I can see another side. So I know my audience still contains a lot of people on the other side, and I'm asking you to call. Where do you get the idea? Why should I believe you that if, if Biden-Harris win, it's going to be a, a calmer, better country? I don't understand it. John in Alabama says, 
Biden will calm the nation. Okay, John, you got the floor. Go ahead, please. How you doing, sir? Tell me why you think a Biden-Harris ticket would calm the nation. Well, I've been to, not getting a connection with you. Just tell me what you think. That's all you got to do. We hear you. Oh, okay, 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 okay. 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 Uh, the reason B is I've been observing Trump for a little while, and <clears throat> he's not talking to the nation about trying to calm this anger and divisiveness that we got going on right now. You know, he just pulled gas on the fire every chance he gets. So mm. we need somebody with a level head that can kind of talk to us as a nation saying everybody should get along. Not the Rodney King kind of get along, but I guess maybe so. But he needs to talk to us. As All right. So you're saying that Trump actually steams people up and makes them hate each other. Yes. Listen, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I think that's what you're saying, right? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. He, he, you know, when when it, he had opportunity to, to talk to us and say, you know, it, what what thing he, he does that I don't like, he goes on uh, the the conservative talk shows and saying that the liberals are better than Democrats, Democrats better than the liberals, blah blah blah. You know, he's the president for all the people, so he should want to bring everybody together. That's my point. Well, I'm hearing you. I, that's why I opened up the show to people like yourself. And here's an interesting question to me, John. You're living in, in the deep part of the South in Dixie, in Alabama. I'm in the Apparently dirty the, South. Boy. I'm sorry, where are you? I'm in the dirty South. We call it the dirty South. Down. <laughs> okay. I would not dare do it as a Yankee. I wouldn't do a thing like that. <laughs> but, John, <laughs> good. See, you have a sense of humor. You're from another world like I am. We're from old school. I mean, you're an older guy, right? Yes. John, Jen, you're, you're, how old are you? You're, you're over 60. You're probably 70 years old, right? Uh, only, no, I'm only 58. But, no, I okay. but you're, you're okay. You've been around a long enough time. So how do you feel about BLM and the Antifa people causing violence in the city? Let's put Trump aside. How do you feel about them? Let's throw the white supremacists in there also. You know, we got all of them mixed in with some of the looting and going on. The umbrella guy. Well, now I think you're mistaken. I mean, no, every, everyone that I see doing it are these college girls who come from rich homes, then these white punks with this the black all the black outfits on. Come on, John, you can't you can't tell me that you approve of it. I know you don't. They arrested. They arrested one guy, an umbrella guy, claimed to be. He turned out to be one of the uh, white supremacist guys in the building and all fight. So that was one out of a thousand. Nine nine hundred ninety nine of them are, are on the other side. But now, what has your experience been with police in your life? Do you feel all police are racists? No, but I had some bad experiences with a few. But I want to go back to your question. I don't think the looting and all that solves anything. Peace protest, you know, is where I am. But for our president... Well, we, we got their point already. We, we heard about their protest. How much time, how, much, how, many, how many years can they keep protesting? Don't they have anything else to do with their lives? Now, I'm not out in the gutter breaking windows. Right. You're not out there breaking windows. So, no, I'm sorry. This is not protest anymore. This is intimidation from top to bottom, okay? I don't believe John, that. I don't all right, we disagree. That's what makes for America. That's how America existed for so long. People would disagree without killing each other. I'm glad we can disagree without getting, getting mad. Now, I would love to send you a copy of my book, Our Fight for America, but I bet you wouldn't even read it. I got one of your other books you sent me. 
Oh, okay. You, uh, you see? All right, John, I didn't know it. Would you then stay on the line, Jim? Take this gentleman's address, send it to the publisher, and we will send it to you in an unmarked package in a brown uh, brown uh, paper so no one knows that you're actually willing to read. <laughs> Let's go to Paul Ann on line two in Marin County, California. Paul Ann, what's on your mind? Hi there, Michael. I just want to say that you are one of the funniest, cleverest, most authentic people on the airwaves today. And God bless you for writing this book. You're a fantastic human being and a very good old soul. Keep up the fight, Michael. You're doing a great job. And there are more of us out here who love you than you realize. So when you went into the bookstore today to, to find the book, what happened? Pardon? When you went in the bookstore today to find the book, what happened? Yesterday, I went into uh, the bookstore in Corte Madera, Marin County, looked for the book in the front with all of the political books. I couldn't find it. And then someone showed me where it was off to the side a bit. Wait, wait, wait. this was in Barnes & Noble in Corte Madera? Barnes and Noble and Corte Madera, right? Yeah, that's sad. That's sad because the clerks are all left-wingers, you know. All right, that's the nature of the game. I'm not going to... Thank you very much. I'm sending you a copy. Stay in the line. 855-407-28. There's a Savage Nation. Listen, it's one of those weeks. I was on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I've not done three days in a row since I got sick last December because I know something about a, a healing process. No matter what the doctors tell you, I got to tell you something. I know more about my body than they do. And I know how to pace myself. If one thing a man has to learn at a certain age is how to pace himself, no matter what he's doing, whether it's pace himself with his eating, pace himself with his drinking, pace himself with his sex, pace himself with talk radio, you got to learn how to pace yourself. And so this is the first time I've done three straight days of radio in nine months. And I'm so glad that you are with me today. And when I come back, we'll pick up all the other news of the day, all the calls of the day right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy. And I'm telling you, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, 
motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. It is the Savage Nation. I guess we're trying to find out how to get out of the woods that we're in right now. And many of you think that if Trump wins, we'll have a chance to fight our way out of the revolution that's brewing in the streets. The other side says, no, it's Trump himself who is causing the dissension and the mayhem. And that if he uh, was out of office, good old Joe and Kamala Harris would calm the nation. That's exactly what we're hearing. Am I right, Jim? Isn't that it? Doesn't that summarize exactly the tenor of the nation today? It does. And so... I don't think I'm going to change any hearts and minds, no matter what I say, no matter what I write. I believe Antifa and the Dem Party is out for a revolution. They want a civil war, no matter what happens. And when I say a civil war, they're already in it. So why do they hate Trump so much? Well, he's abrasive. Yes, he is. He's divisive. Yes, he is. Uh, But so am I. I've been this way my whole life. I'm a New Yorker. That's how I was raised. I come from Queens, New York, and we were taught... Don't let anyone step on you and don't let anyone, you know, take from you what is not theirs. That's how he is. And that's why we loved him back in 2015, because we had enough of the soft shoe job from lying politicians. We saw Mitt Romney was one thing and then we saw Obama made believe he was another when he really wasn't. He was a con man. I know, you know, you can't say these things to people without them getting mad. How many times do I have to tell you that Michelle and Barack Obama preached as though they cared about the poor uh, black people out there, and yet they laughed all the way to the bank. They are the classic con liberals. There was a saying about the missionaries who came to Hawaii in the uh, 1800s. I remember when I lived there. They wound up owning, their descendants owned almost all the land in Hawaii through so-called leasehold. I said, how'd that happen? So they would look at me and they'd say, well, the the, uh, preachers came here to do good, and they did very well indeed. Now, that's a classy way of saying that they conned the Hawaiians out of their land. That's who the Obamas were. They came to do good and they did very well indeed. But you don't want to hear it because Chuck Todd hasn't told it to you. Up Chuck Todd hasn't told that to you, so therefore it's not real. Well, it is real. That's all. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. 
Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. That's the world I grew up in. Slow dancing, holding the woman close to me, that's it. That's the world I grew up in. Sorry. Sorry for living in a world of no touching, no looking, no saying you're beautiful, nothing. That's the world you're living in. And now we have mayhem in the streets. You say, well, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, in the 60s when we had social disorder, the leftist women went out and put daisies in the butts of the, in the barrels of the rifles of the National Guard, and they said, make love, not war. Well, now they're saying, make war, make war. They're not even saying, make love, not war. Now the same girls have grown up, and their daughters are saying um, nothing. They're just breaking windows. They're looting. They're robbing. Whatever the hell they're doing, I don't know what else they're doing. They're not saying make love, not war. I don't know what's wrong with the country. I don't know whether it's a product of drugs, uh, a perversion of our educational institutions, a loss of God. I certainly do believe, and I'm not a very religious man. I don't want to make believe I am. I, again, don't want to go into it. It's my business. I've, you know who I am by now if you've listened long enough. I fear God. I don't love God. I fear God. Because God is a vengeful God. I'm from the old world. I don't believe in a lovely God, you know, like Mr. Rogers, who comes around and, you know, blesses me at night with a, with a, with a Hershey's kiss under the pillow. God watches, and he's really pissed off at me and everyone else. And he's a vengeful God. He's the old world guy, the God of the Bible. That's the one I grew up with. I, I fear God. I apologize to God virtually every morning and every night. I say, I'm sorry. This is who I am. I can't help it. I did this. I did that. I'm sorry. I, I just can't be this perfect person. He never answers me. He's busy. He's got bigger problems than Michael Savage. God sees the truth but waits. So where is God now that we need him? Well, for 50 years, the vermin in Hollywood have made a mockery of Christians. Certainly not a mockery of Jews, not a mockery of Muslims, not a mockery of Buddhists, not a mockery of Hindus. Only a mockery of Christians. Isn't it interesting that the vermin of Hollywood, the most cowardly, vile people on the planet, when I say Hollywood, I want you to think of one image. Howard, Harvey Weinstein, that to me is Hollywood. A pig of a human being, a, a pig. That to me is Hollywood. Here's a guy... Never made a movie uh, that was family-oriented. And any one of his movies, and people like him, attacked Christianity or snickered at Christians and Christianity. Well, think of a guy like Larry David. You think he's a funny guy? He's a very vicious, mean guy. He's not funny at all. And who does he mock? Christians. Makes a mockery of Christians. Ever seen him mock a Muslim? Uh, has he ever mocked anyone but a Christian why do the Christians take it Christianity it's an interesting concept to me because the Christians once went to war in the Crusades because the Muslims had invaded their territory and took over their cities so the Christians had to conduct Crusades you 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 have it backwards most of you because again the history perverted was perverted the the ori original Crusade was that of Islam against Christianity it was not the other way around and then okay so 
the Christians are capable of war. The Christians are capable of battle. The Christians are able to be very militant. How have they become so pacified? How has Christianity become such a patsy in the world? Well, I don't have an answer to the question. I mean, there's many answers. A misinterpretation of what Christianity means, because I've talked to this with theologians, and they said, of course the Bible says you, you're permitted to fight to defend yourself. I mean, you look at, look at the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, it's the wrong word. The Hebrew word is actually thou shalt not murder, not thou shalt not kill. But again, it misinterpretation, words are everything. There's an old saying from the 1100s that says, to the Hebrew, the word is the deed. And I guess that means that the authentic Jewish person very much believes in the word of God and also very much believes that his word is his deed and that his word is all he has. A man, a man only has his word. At the end of the day, the rest is, is nonsense. My dad always said to me, never, ever say you're going to do something if you don't do it. And if he promised me something, he always said, I told you I would do this. I'm going to do it. But if I would ask him for something and he didn't want to do it, he said, I'm not going to say I'm going to do it because I probably won't. So he taught me as tough as he was and as mean as the situation could be, never, ever give your word for something you're not going to follow up with. So does that make me Mr. Perfect with a halo? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we've lost the word. We've lost the word of God in America. Oh, who did it to us? Well, you know, Hollywood, of course, made a mockery of Christians for 50 straight years. Every tagline was a joke about a Christian. Every tagline was with the laugh track in the background. <laughs> the churchgoer. <laughs> what were they doing at night? What were the people who were mocking Christians doing at night? What were they doing six nights a week, three o'clock in the morning? You would never know, would you? Because they took a nice shower in the morning, put on a nice clean white shirt and tie, went to their big studios, and they made believe they were just as clean as the driven snow. So they destroyed the church. Hollywood destroyed God. They replaced God. So now who's replaced Hollywood? Social media. Social media is the new Bible. People don't read the Bible as much as they read Twitter or Facebook. That's the new Bible. Some moron sitting in a, in a shack somewhere now thinks he's equal to Albert Einstein. So if Albert Einstein comes out with a theory of relativity today, some idiot somewhere would say, you're a moron, you're stupid, and uh, e, equals, e, e does not equal mc squared. I may not know what m is, I may not know what c is, I may not know what squared is, but I know that you're a moron because I'm smarter than you because I'm, I'm sitting in a basement with a key, keyboard. I get it all the time. I have achieved certain things in my life. I've written many books. I've earned higher degrees. I've done things that I'm very proud of that a society would normally revere because I grew up in a world where you were supposed to do certain things to get respect, not just sit in a dirty room somewhere and write hatred on Twitter for people who are better than you. But because of social media, a moron now makes himself or herself equal to a, to a, to a brilliant or a genius or a talented person. Equal, that's equality. So if you think equality is the salvation for America, I got another guest coming to you. Oh, my friends, without quality, there cannot be equality. I said that so many years ago. Without quality, there, can be, there cannot be equality. Do you understand that one? Let's take a sports field, make it as simple as that.
I can't play football. I never could. Even as a kid, I wasn't built enough, well enough to be a good football player. They're like in another world, football players, basketball players. They're physically super humans. In the mind world, I'm a super human. So you want to compete with me on a football field, I wouldn't even try it. I'd get killed. But you want to compete with me on a mental level, you got to understand something. Just because you say something doesn't mean it makes sense, nor is it based upon facts or logic or reason or history. Sometimes you got to shut your mouth and listen to people who know more than you know. That's what a teacher is. This is what happened in the, in the schools as well. All of a sudden, a moron in the classroom could open up his big mouth and tell a teacher what to do. Not when I went to school. A teacher was an authority figure. He or she had gotten there because they went to school. They earned a certain degree. They knew a certain degree of, uh, they had a certain degree of expertise in their field, whether it be history or English language or mathematics. And we listened to the teacher. We knew that they more, knew more than we did. Now the moron already knows more than the teacher. All of a sudden, the moron, because of equality, is emboldened to tell a teacher to drop dead. So there went standards. Then the same moron who, who can't get through a history class is now, now all of a sudden graduating because they're afraid of him. And then they push him into the next level of college. Then they next push him into a, a, a position as a professor of this study and of that study. You take a look at them, they don't know what they're talking about. One math professor in Brooklyn, a few weeks ago, she wrote two plus two does not equal four. It's white privilege to say two plus two equals four. I, you, you can't believe it. This is the world we're living in. It's like a meltdown. Why? Because without standards, without quality, there can be no equality. And that's all I want to say at this time about that. I've given you my little sermon on the mount. The phone number is 855-4728. Everyone who gets on the show gets a free copy of my just-released book, Our Fight for America, which you'll hear about today, maybe again on Friday when I'm back, maybe a day or two next week, and that's the end of it. The rest is going to be up to you. Books come out. Some do very well with publicity. Some do very well without publicity. Some do very poorly with publicity. Some do very poorly without publicity. I can't tie my whole life to a book. I think it's a great book. I think it's the finest book I've ever written. I think it's the book for our time, and I think it's necessary for this election. And that's all. What more can I say? I look good, too, in the suit in front of Air Force One. That's a nice picture. Nice. I look very good. I don't look like that anymore. It was only taken a year ago, October, when I went to that fundraiser. I look really sharp. I'm like a shipwreck. <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. No, but I look at them. You know, you look at yourself on a book cover. You say, is that really me? It, it really is me, but it's not really me. I, I think I've lost my chi energy since last year. Something's gone wrong. I'm still going through like a lag phase. Uh, you know, things happen to people and they change. And if they lie to you, they lie to you if they say they don't. You know, any man who gets sick or a woman and say, oh, no, nothing. I'm fine. I'm unfazed. They're lying to you. It takes a long time to recover from a body blow like a, uh, a hospital cart, you know, wheeling you down with the lights like in a movie flashing over your eyes. No matter what you think, no matter what you say, you're traumatized and the PTSD hits in and you have to live with that. And a smart person knows to, to, to go with the flow of their own inner being. So you got to understand, that although I've been struggling these last nine, God, it's September, 10 months now, nine and a half months. 
that's a long gestation period. I was working on this book all this time and doing a show three times a week and dealing with everything else. And I wouldn't quit no matter what happened. I would not quit. People say, why didn't you quit? Why didn't you leave radio? What made you go on? My audience, my family, my Savage Nation. Back in a minute. Savage. Racial issues, economic meltdown, the pandemic, locking us up in houses. This is what's shaping up for the election. I call it our fight for America. All of it is discussed in my new book, Our Fight for America. It's a very important book for a number of reasons. First of all, it's a continuation of all the previous bestsellers I have written. And I've been consistent in my discussions about the pandemic, at least since late January. I disagree with Dr. Fauci right from the beginning. I called for selective quarantine. How about during race wars that Obama started? I warned during the Obama years that a civil war could come to America if he didn't stop. And only restraint on the part of the left would stop it. Was I wrong? For the sake of yourself, for the sake of America, to discuss it with people who are undecided about the election, there's only one place to go, one source to turn to, and that's Michael Savage's Our Fight for America, available now on Amazon. So who's going to win the elections? Hey, Savage, who's going to win the elections? Trump going to win? People say to me, like, I know. I read the same things you do. I don't know. I'd like to say I know. I don't know. I see polls. I don't know. I don't trust polls. But on the other hand, you can't deny all of them. And on the other hand, or on the same hand, that you can't trust all of them. I don't know any conservatives who have ever been polled or agree to be polled. That's number two. And then there's number three. The media assault on Donald Trump. Again, an, an imperfect man. I'm very imperfect. You're imperfect. Uh, the, the constant media assault and attacks on Trump, blaming him for everything, has backfired. Because I've been hearing from liberals who say I've had enough of it. I'm, I'm, they're almost, see, a lot of liberals are, uh, what's the word? They're, they're, um, they're independent kind of people. I'm not talking about the moronic, progressive, psychotic street uh, thugs. They're, um, they're, they're like, they want to march their own drum. They want to do what they think is right. They don't want to be told what to do, and they don't buy the lie. They're smart enough to know Trump couldn't have caused the forest fires. So when you hear idiots saying, well, because he didn't sign on to the Paris Accords, he denies global warming, that's where the fires are burning. Well, I told you a thousand times, read the Lewis and Clark expedition journals. The Native Americans were talking about an orange sky. Trump was not even born, so far as I know. His ancestors were still in Germany. Ah, Germany. Ku Klux Klan, white nationalist. How many times can you say the same thing? Who would believe that anymore? That everything on earth that's bad is caused by, by Trump. He caused cancer now. He actually caused it before he was born. Here's an idiot, Chuck Todd, always a faker. I've despised Chuck Todd from the beginning because I've always seen him as a garbage man. He looks like a garbage man to me from the top to the bottom. And I've known some good garbage men. Here is a guy who has the nerve to go on the air. He, they, they, they made Chuck Todd into some god of the, some network. Here you have an historic Middle East peace deal that if Obama had done it, Chuck Todd would have felt the tingle down his leg. He would have needed a depend brought, in, brought into the studio. Trump pulls off a historic Middle East peace deal between the Jews and the Arabs. And listen to what this plant Chuck Todd said, wait, and before I play it, this is an example of the fake polls. This is an example of the crap you're hearing. 
coming out of this guy's mouth. Listen to this in clip eight. You know, Peter, this deal is a bit uncomfortable for a lot of observers to watch because it seems so transactional. It's as if what does that mean? pulling out of the Iran deal is what got these Gulf states on board to do this, you know, to then recognize it. It feels like there is a lot of quid pro quos involved in this, um, that it isn't something larger than that. This is what passes for a newsman, Chuck Todd. He bent over backwards to explain why a peace deal was bad. So in other words, war would be good, you moron, you, you lowlife, you mook, you bum, you overrated piece of garbage, you. This is what NBC is in with NBC, this moron. What network is he with, this putz? MSNBC, they gave him a pair of glasses to make him look smart. I could wipe the floor with Chuck Todd. You put him one-to-one with me verbally, I'd, I'd wipe the floor. He'd, he'd leave the room crying. He would run away crying. No one gets to challenge these people. You can't call into Chuck Todd and tell him what you think of him, like you can on talk radio. You can't say a word to these people. What do you mean transactional? What does that mean? Pulling out of the Iran deal made the peace deal happen? So? So that's a good thing. Iran is a terrorist state. Iran throws homosexuals off the rooftops of buildings, by the way, Chuck. You didn't know that? You haven't read that yet in the, in, in, in the cheat sheet that you were given? You, what do you mean it's transactional? If a Democrat had done what Trump had just done, you get a Nobel Prize immediately. This is the twisted world you live in. Don't believe the polls. I'll be right back. Savage. You know, yesterday I was on um, Newsmax TV with Chris Salcedo. It was a really great show. You got to listen to this. Here is how the interview went. It was one of my best. Everyone loved it. What do you think? We're joined now by Dr. Michael Savage, host of the nationally syndicated program, The Savage Nation. Dr. Savage also has a Ph.D. in epidemiology and nutrition sciences. He's also a New York Times bestselling author. His latest book is Our Fight for America. The war continues. Dr. Savage, it is a privilege to have you here on The Chris Salcedo Show. What a nice compliment, Chris. Thank you so much. You're looking great. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And everything we're about ready to talk about, it seems to me, resonates with the theme of your book. You know, you tweeted this in response to the former VP, quote, Biden calls for gun control, not BLM control. Ain't that the truth? Uh, that is the problem with liberals, Dr. Savage, isn't it? They, they can never solve the problems they create. Well, he, yesterday he comes out and says Donald Trump caused the forest fires in California. I mean, how much dumber can you get? If you look at the journals of Lewis and Clark in 1820, they were talking about an orange sky and forest fires. The Native Americans also talked about the sky becoming obliterated. It doesn't mean that we want pollution. I've worked against that all my life. But let's stop blaming Donald Trump for every problem on the planet. This is crazy, right? Stupid. And, and, and this is what we're going to get from Biden. Excuse me. Sorry. A Harris administration. I didn't mean Joe Biden. <laughs> she actually said that. She actually slipped up and said, yeah, what's coming up in a Harris administration? Yeah, uh, she's uh, on tape saying that. Now, California, you mentioned this. California's a mess. Oppressive lockdowns out that way, fires everywhere, illegal aliens, uh, gunning down Americans, consequence free, and uh, assassination attempt uh, attempts on our cops. Isn't California the poster child for left-wing governance? Here's what happened, Chris. It's, it's sad. I'll make it as simple as I can. California was once the most tolerant state in, in the world, which is what drew me here, because it lets you grow. 
and be what you could be, the best in you. Unfortunately, because of the ultra tolerance, some of the worst people on the planet moved in. They took over the legislature, turned it into a one state autocracy ruled by the Pelosi, uh, whoever is behind her. They got the SEIU, the Service Employees International Union behind them. One party system. We saw the state degenerating. People were screaming, even liberals. How can you have bums urinating, defecating in the streets? Stop it. No one did a thing. We said voter ID. They said you're a racist for calling for uh, the sanctity of the ballot. Look what we have now. Look where we are now. The state is burning. It's almost if you were religious, you'd say God hates California. I won't go there. I would say liberals hate California. Look at what they've done to it. Title of your book is Our Fight for America. The war continues. Number one question I'm always asked is, what do we do? What do we do? How do we wage this fight? Do you go over that in the book? I have a plan, chapter by chapter. I mean, but first you have to know how we got where we are to know where we have to go. Today on my radio show, I read from the book where I try to define what America is. It's not Ozzie and Harriet. It's not a married couple with 2.3 children and one car in the garage anymore. It's many different things, but we're all unified by an ideal, an idea. And we are now fighting not a race, not a person. We're fighting an ideology. This ideology has been tried in other nations. Everywhere the new Democrat ideology has been tried, millions have died, Chris. Everywhere the new American uh, Democrat ideology, pushed by the left, the far left, the so-called squad, Bernie Sanders, the godfather of hatred, has poisoned the minds of these people. And now they're trying to foist upon us something that's been tried in Russia, 30 million dead, China, 40 million dead, Cambodia, 6 million dead. Wherever this ideology has been tried, it metastasizes into the deaths of millions of people. And unfortunately, we have Americans who do not know that this ideology is not a brand new phenomenon. It's very old. It's as old as the devil himself. Yep. Dr. Savage, last question I have for you. We always hear, oh, this election is the most important election in our lifetime. I don't know about you. I'm getting the sense this next one really is. What do you think? <laughs> Chris, 100 percent true. We've heard it before. This time it's true. Is Trump a perfect man? No. Is he a flawed man? Yes. But so am I. I've never met a perfect man. But as the king said, après moi le deluge, it's true with Donald Trump. After him, the deluge. If this man loses, if this man loses, they will unleash a tidal wave upon this nation unlike any we have ever seen. It is our fight for America. It is the battle that we all must fight together. And as flawed as Donald Trump is, he's all we got between us and the mobs. It's that simple. Brilliant writer. Uh, brilliant broadcaster and uh, always thinking. Michael Savage, come back on the Chris Salcedo Show anytime, sir. It's been a pleasure. You're looking great. I love your show. Thanks, Chris Ruddy of Newsmax for having me again on the Newsmax TV network. Thanks, Chris. A pleasure. Fantastic, sir. Thank you. Savage. Come back, America. Come back, America. That's all I can say from the bottom of my heart. Come back, America. Can this country ever come back to us? Many of you believe that Donald Trump destroyed America. How can one man be responsible for every problem on the planet? It's literally impossible. You had the big lie of Russia collusion. But you believe the big lie because Chuck Todd told it to you. 
You believe the big lie because Wolf Flitzer with his blinky little eyes told you so. Everything wrong on earth you blamed on Donald Trump. Not once did you criticize Barack Obama, even though he came here with his wife pretending to care about poor people, especially poor black people, and they benefited nothing, not a zero zilch from his uh, reign. Eight years they benefited in no way from him. We all, the two of them laughed all the way to the bank. The Obamas came to do good, and they did very well indeed. Very well indeed. Yet you never criticized the Obamas. They were above criticism. Trump was above praise. <laughs> you couldn't praise this man about what he did. He makes a historic peace deal between the UAE and uh, Israel. Unheard of. And you say that it's a twisted deal. It makes you uncomfortable. You have the perverse notion that whatever he does is wrong. This twisted sister, Chuck Todd, says it makes him uncomfortable, that it's transactional. No one even knows what the word means, transactional. He makes up a word, and suddenly it means something. And the only reason the Gulf states are now at peace with Israel is because we pulled out of the Iran deal. So, aren't you glad there's peace, Chuck? Oh, no, you want war? Now, all of a sudden, the media wants war, not peace. But again, you don't give Trump credit for anything. So how will this end? I don't know how it ends. I believe the media is so powerful. I believe social media is so out of control with its power uh, that it's almost impossible to get any semblance of reality out there, truthfully. I try my best. I can only do what I do on the show. That's it. Vaccine, you want me to talk about that? I can talk about it endlessly. The vaccine trials in the past that have resulted in the disaster for people. I don't know why the president's pushing a vaccine other than he thinks, mistakenly, by the way, that if he pushes a vaccine that is not really ready for prime time, it's going to get him reelected. It's the magic cure. It's the biggest mistake he could ever make in his entire four years in office. The worst thing he could do is push a vaccine that may harm people. And even AstraZeneca itself, the developer of it, the developer of the vaccine, has worried the National Institutes of Health that the vaccine trial may have tremendous side effects. So you don't know which way to turn. If you're a man like me who tries to see the truth by looking at both sides, it's not an easy time. But I'll remind you of one thing I said, and I'll say it again. Wherever the New Deal that is being pushed by the New Democrat Party, which is being driven by the squad and the vile Bernie Sanders, wherever this ideology has been tried, millions have died. It's not a new experiment. It's an old experiment. This pollution of societies has been tried before. It's always ended in a disaster for the people. I'll let you decide what needs to be done. In the interim, please read my plan called Our Fight for America. It's all I can give you. Thank you for listening, and God bless America. Westwood One Podcast Network.